Welcome to the Daily Creed, where we help you break your limited beliefs that are holding you back from being a personal and professional success. When you master the five character traits of commitment, resilience, excellence, execution, and discipline, you will have the power to dominate your industry and live the life you desire. And now, helping you to grow in every aspect of your life, your host, J.R. Right Spear. Now, I'm Spear. To you a special guest. His name is Jason Courtney. He grew up as a troubled kid in an abusive home. He became an alcoholic, workaholic father, by, became an alcoholic, workaholic father, turned to drugs, and then wound up in prison. There, he surrendered his life to Christ, and his life was forever changed by the wisdom and strength that God provided him. He has now achieved high levels of success that he could not even dream of as a kid or adult. And everything that Jason does, he does it unto him. He is now taking what he has learned and experienced and is helping others. And today's topic is residential real estate at its best. I have known Jason for many years now, meeting him at church about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And he is definitely someone that you guys want to gravitate, listen to, and pay attention to what he has to say. So stay tuned, listen, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy this episode. So thank you, Jason, for being here today. I'm glad to have you as my guest and to uh, learn myself. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I uh, can't wait to uh, share some wisdom with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you definitely have plenty of it. So I'm excited about learning some of that. Um, But before we dive in, I know I gave you a quick intro already, but why don't you dive in, give a little bit more backstory about what led you to what you're doing today? Well, I did want to correct one thing. You said I became an alcoholic father, which is not true. My dad was alcoholic. And Uh, I became following in his footsteps. So my kids have never seen me uh, acting a fool like uh, some of my old high school friends. You know what I mean? Um, But um, sure enough, I, you know, was uh, drinking and partying and having a good time. I think like a lot of people did in high school. um, uh, But with just like with business, I take everything to the extreme, right? And so uh, I was smoking pot and decided, hey, um, sure be nice if I was making money doing this too, right? Because everything I do, I try to figure out a way to make money doing it, right? <laughs> so anyway, I started selling drugs, uh, got caught, ended up going to prison. And uh, while I was in prison, there was a, um, a organization called uh, Rec- uh, Residence Encounter Christ, stood for Rec Weekend. And uh, I only went to this event that they hold inside the penitentiary because I'd been locked up now for about, I want to say a year, maybe a year and a half. And I hadn't had a home cooked meal since then, of course. Right. Uh, And at the end of this event that I heard that you got this home cooked meal, like fried chicken and mashed potatoes and all this great stuff. So I told my buddy, Hey man, I got to work. So you go sign me up for this event so we can get this meal at the end. And I had no idea <clears throat> that at the end of that event that I would uh, get a taste of the uh, what Jesus promises the woman at the well, right? You, you drink from the well that I uh, give you, you will thirst no more. <clears throat> and so that's what happened to me. Uh, God got a hold of me uh, in that event. And I just couldn't, I just remember saying to myself, I can't believe out of all the people you want to save me. I mean, look at what I did with my life, right? Uh, if you want it, you can have it. <clears throat> and so people look at my testimony and they're like, oh, Jason, it's such a great testimony, but it really isn't. Like when you don't have anything to lose, it's really easy to give your life to Christ, right? When everything's crap already. 
it's the people that have a fantastic life uh, here on earth that really struggle and uh, have a hard time surrendering to the king of the world, you know, so my story is dramatic for sure, but powerful, uh, not so much. It's pretty easy to do what I did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's a saying that we said in the military that there's no atheist in a foxhole, and I'm sure prison is a lot like that. When you when you don't know have anything else to turn to, you got no no vision or where where it's going to go. I mean, gosh, I, I, there's just majority of the days, if not all the days, when I was over in Iraq, that we just you didn't know you're coming back, and it's like you know this is my new life, and we're going to die over here, and and uh, it is what it is, and uh, it's amazing how many people turn to their faith while they're there. So, yeah. Well, so how, how long- you, you think about the, in prison, you know, I, you step on a IED and your life's over. I step on somebody's shoes and my life could be over. You know what I mean? So uh, I know the yeah. feeling of every single day having to, to wonder what the next day brings. But after I became a Christian, I worried no more. Right. Yeah. I know yeah, that's the worst thing in the world can happen to me. And I know where I'm going. I'm confident in what uh, his plan is for the human race and pers- my life personally. So what do I have to fear? Right. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And it's just, uh, it's just amazing what God can do in your life when you're in complete surrender as well. Yeah. And uh, so how long were you in prison? And then talk to us about your transition when you get out. Yeah. So I was in prison for uh, five years uh, to the day, including leap year, which was really weird. Like that never happens. You get out, you know, like clockwork like that. But so um, I got sentenced to 50 years total and uh, they ran all those crimes together. And uh, I got, I served a 10 year sentence because the um, most severe crime I had held a minimum of 10 years to uh, life in prison. And so 10 was the most they gave me. I was convicted as what they call the ringleader. So I didn't physically commit the crimes, but the crimes were committed on my behalf, if that makes sense. And so I got the minimum of all the charges. And um, the 10 year sentence was the highest one. They ran them uh, consecutive or concurrent. And so I served a 10 year sentence, did five on the inside and got out on parole for the last five. So that's how that happened. <clears throat> so I was in for five years, get out, and uh, it's pretty tough to get a job when you're an ex-con, right? So uh, I was grateful and very, very lucky that my father had a custom home building business that I joined. Um, you know, I thought, well, I'll just sweep up job sites or something until I can figure out what I want to do with my life. <clears throat> However, my dad thought if I could sell drugs, I could sell houses. Um, I always tease that he must have forgot I got caught. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I wasn't very good at it. Um, but I guess he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself that I'm, you know, forever grateful for. And so as far as my dad goes, I, I, you know, it comes up all the time because everyone wants to know, you know, what you come from or whatever. My dad and I, our relationship could not have ended better. Um, when I got out of prison, I was able to confront my dad about all the things that happened as a kid in our household and our family and specifically to me. And uh, most of them, he didn't remember because he was drunk, but he apologized for all of it. And our relationship immediately started over and um, it couldn't have been better. So he got to, or I, I learned from him on the sales floor of his company. And uh, he would say things to me like, Jason, you're proving all these things I've been telling these lazy salespeople for years because uh, I was breaking all the records and you know, I was selling more houses than all the other six salespeople combined. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Like I couldn't believe I was doing it myself. And I will tell you that 
my background is selling drugs and washing dishes. So it has to be something else. And I believe that it was God's provision in my life, you know, that uh, gave me wisdom on how to handle these transactions and to make sure that I took good care of the customers that came to me, you know? So, yeah. No, that's 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 how I got started, right? So, but real estate's my game, that's for sure. Yeah, but you've done a lot of different things when it comes to the real estate. I mean, now when it comes to the real estate, you did you're flipping houses yourself, you're selling houses yourself, and now you're doing uh, you know, helping other realtors or whatever do the same thing that you've been able to do. So you're helping them kind of build their their types of dream. But let's talk a little bit more diving into like the actual real estate and what you did when you're finally saying, Hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty good at this work with my dad. When did you decide to go off on your own? And what was that? Well, there were two catalysts, right? So one was in 2006, the market started to tank, right? And so the housing industry was falling apart. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, um, I like to do research and figure things out. And I was trying to figure out what in the world is going on? Like, why is this happening? And it was all because of um, uh, non-stated income loans and, you know, making a housable affordable act that Bill Clinton put in place. A lot of people were buying houses that shouldn't have been. And uh, foreclosures were just killing, killing us, right? And so the market started taking. So I said to myself, I'm going to figure out a way to stop these foreclosures, um, you know, kind of freedom fight, if you will. But the problem was so stinking huge. That, you know, we did a lot of uh, pre-foreclosure work and short sale work, and we didn't even make a dent. It was just so overwhelming. But so in 2008, uh, I started learning about those things and started a short sale negotiation company. So that uh, short sale negotiation company was uh, helping people avoid foreclosure uh, on their record so that they could buy another house. Um, uh, Short sale impacted their credit back then about 18 months. So in 18 months, they were able to get another home. So um, I was doing a ton of those, ended up building one of the largest short sale negotiation companies in the Midwest um, and we're helping tons of people. So what happened during that time is those short sales that we were, uh, you know, negotiating with the bank at a low rate uh, turned into a feeder for my flipping business. So I started flipping houses, took on a partner, and uh, him and I flipped just under 300 properties in the St. Louis metro area uh, from 2009 to 2014. And now a word from our sponsors. Navigating the business world can be daunting. Welcome to the Business Leaders Network, a community of like-minded entrepreneurs ready to share invaluable experience. As a BLN member, enjoy dynamic networking opportunities with high-level entrepreneurs, learn cutting-edge strategies from industry experts, and gain a platform to showcase your business. Get started today for only $37, which is less than your daily cup of coffee. Join a community that can transform your business. Visit www.blncommunity.com to get started. Your success it's our mission at BLN. Let's navigate the business world together. And now back to the show. Yeah, the real key there was the short sale negotiation company, right? Because it just kept feeding us deals and feeding us deals. And so we would uh, buy those houses at a discount from the bank. We'd renovate them and then we'd list them with a local real estate agent um, and sell them retail. That, that's pretty much what we did. But I learned a lot through that time, like all the people that we were helping uh, short their homes so they didn't have a foreclosure on their record. They couldn't buy a house for 18 months, right? And whatever hardship they had uh, usually went away pretty quickly. Like they lost their job or, you know, something happened. 
and they were back on their feet, but because their credit was so bad, the banks wouldn't work with them to buy another house, right? So I knew all this was going on in the background, uh, but I was making so much money flipping houses. And the real problem with flipping that many houses, JR, is you're running 10 to 12, sometimes 15 properties all at one time. And hmm. uh, I had no life. Um, I think I've shared that with you in the past in our personal conversations, but it just literally almost ended my marriage. I was also involved at my church and was doing a poor job there. I mean, it was just um, the time it takes to do flipping on a level that makes sense is uh, it's all consuming. So <clears throat> one of the things that I feel like I do now, I actually just wrote my first book uh, inspired by you getting yours out there. I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it too. Right. And now I got, yeah, what, 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 what's the name of it? It's called truly financially free. However, uh, avoid it. And it says it's truly financially free, avoiding, uh, the real estate pitfalls that keep you in a job. Right. However, um, uh, Ken hates the name. So I'm like, Oh no, I'm probably gonna have to change it. You know, I don't, I don't know, but so far that's what it's currently called. I just finished all my editing, uh, this weekend. And so it's going back to uh, the editor and, um, uh, to be looked at, but it's already an Amazon bestseller. Uh, we pre-sold more, uh, enough copies to become, to do that. So it's been great, but ultimately Jeremy, my passion is to help people who want to get into real estate, avoid all the stuff that I did. Right. I, it took me 18 months to become financially free to where I never had to work again a day in my life if I didn't want to. However, all the other things I did, negotiating short sales, I was only as good as the amount of deals I could get, right? And flipping houses, yeah. we made a lot of money doing it, but I had to keep flipping. I could never quit. Otherwise, the income stopped coming in, right? So I kind of always knew that passive income was the way to go, but the last thing I wanted to be was a landlord, you know? So I was just kind of like, I get it, but I don't want to be a landlord. I watched my dad as a kid collect rent at a four family one time. And this guy was behind, I guess, and he brought me with him. And the guy tried to slam the door in my dad's face. And my dad stuck his foot in the door and then ripped the door off the hinges. And I thought it scared me as a little kid. It, it freaked me out, right? And so yeah. I was like, that's the last thing I want to have to do is collect rent, you know? So uh, in the process of all this, you know, uh, excellent real estate uh, experiences, because I loved what I did. I was doing great at it. Uh, I've always been uh, successful in the real estate businesses that I started. Um, I realized, what if I could help these people who couldn't get a mortgage from a bank, and I just acted as the bank? So I started buying these houses, and people who couldn't get a loan, I said, hey, I'll owner finance you, right? And I'll, I'll be the bank for you, and then I don't have to collect rent. They just send me a payment uh, automatically every single month, just like they do a bank. And I don't have to take care of the house. They do, right? So if their toilet gets clogged, they call a plumber like I have to, or like you have to, right? If your heating and cooling goes out, you don't get to call a landlord. You got to call a heating and cooling guy. And the beauty of this is that's what they want. They want to own a home. They don't want to have to rent. They're forced to because of what happened to them. You know what I mean? So, and two other things, these are two things I didn't really know, but I know now, if you have student loan debt, or you've gotten sick and have medical bills, you think the bank's going to loan you any money to buy a house? Probably not, no. No, sir. And here's the deal. You get sick and you're penalized. You educate yourself, you get penalized. 
I mean, how ridiculous is this? You know what I mean? It's like there should be some sort of provisions for lending institutions to still help those people who are trying, you know, it wasn't their fault they got sick. Nobody gets sick because they want to, you know? Um, And student loans, I mean, these guys are trying to improve their life. Uh, They had to borrow money to to get the education they needed to improve their life. And, oh, but we're not going to give you a loan. You're a deadbeat, right? Like, that's Hmm. ridiculous. So I learned now that there was all these reasons. One of the other reasons people can't get loans is because they're self-employed. They write off all their income, right? They don't want to pay Uncle Sam anything more than they have to. Um, so this was a situation I fell in, right, when I was flipping houses. So I That's live where in, I'm at. Yeah, well, I live in a pretty expensive house, right? But I couldn't go to a bank and uh, get a loan because I show I make like thirty grand a year. You know, yeah. we're not going to loan you seven hundred thousand dollars when you only make you know thirty grand a year, Jason. I'm like, I get it. So there's lots of people like me that need my services also, right? So I found this huge pool of people that needed somebody to give them an opportunity. They had the income, they had the money coming in, their hardship was gone, and they just wanted a house. They didn't want to rent an apartment. And if you got pets, forget about it. You know, it's like nobody wants to rent to you. You got to find a house. Well, can't do that. So all I've done here, this is the key to my success, JR. I buy houses and I owner finance them to people who can't get traditional loans. Now, the real trick is I buy them with none of my own money. I don't put any money into any of these. I only buy pretty houses. You know how long it takes to renovate a friggin' house and you might get paid, right? Yeah. You open up a wall, JR, on a flip, and you didn't see that when you bought it, and it just cost you an extra 30 grand. There went all your profit on the deal, right? So no surprises buying ugly houses. I only buy pretty houses that are move-in ready. And I purchase that house from the seller and I move my tenant in there right away and I start making money in 30 days, right? And it costs me $0 to do that. So what I've created is a way to buy as many properties as I want with none of my own money. And here's why none of my own money is important. So I don't really care how you buy them because it doesn't matter. It's what you do with them after you buy them that sets you apart. And I'll I'll remind me to mention what that means uh, in a minute. Um, But when you go to a bank and you use uh, bank money, they're only going to allow you to buy maybe 10 rental properties. And then they cut you off, right? And some guys will say, oh, well, that's no problem. Just buy them in an LLC and then start another LLC and buy another 10 and so on. That doesn't work right? The bank knows that you're the owner of the LLC. You're not getting away with that kind of stuff, right? Now you can put them in a trust and there are tricky ways to do it. But when you're buying properties without using a bank to get the financing, there's no limitations. I don't have to stop at 10. I could buy a hundred. I could buy a thousand. It doesn't matter, right? So um, that's the benefit of buying houses with none of my own money is I don't have any limitations. Not, I mean, it's cool not having to spend any of my own money. And if you're broke, you can do this business, right? Um, but that's not really where the difference is. So <clears throat> the difference is in being a lender and being a landlord, this guy doesn't make any money, the landlord, until he retires and the house is paid off free and clear. So these guys all still have regular jobs, you know what I mean? And they're having to fix the furnace when it goes out, replace the roof when it wears out, replace the carpet every time they have a vacancy. And all those repairs eat up the cash flow that they have. So the mortgage payment on the rental property is 1200 bucks. They're charging 1500. They have $300 in cash flow, if you will. 
And so that $300 is like, oh, great, it's $300 a month and, you know, extra income on this property. And if I do that 20 times, I'm doing pretty good, right? Nope, because you have maintenance, repairs, taxes, insurance, all these things that nobody wants to talk to you about. Vacancies, you still got to make your payment when no one's paying you. So these are the things that take landlords' portfolios and they don't uh, cash flow really uh, while they own them. And it doesn't really uh, benefit them uh, in a way to where they can quit their regular job. So they still have a regular job. And these financial advisors are telling them all, hey, go out and get diverse, buy some rental property, rah, 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 you know? And so if you're okay with staying in your job, buying rental property is really cool because when the property's free and clear, that's when you get to retire wealthy, right? So you buy these properties, you rent them out for 20 years, and now they're free and clear, and you can sell them all, or you can you know, live on the cash flow. That's what a traditional landlord does. But I wanted to do it right now. I didn't want to wait till I was you know, 20 or, you know, I'm almost 50 now. So I don't want to, I have to accelerate this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, the beauty of what we do is we get to help people who want to buy homes and the bank can't help them. Right. So they look to us and I can go out and buy a house and then move them in there and start cash flowing on that asset right away because the banks don't fix the toilet when it gets clogged, right? Like call Bank of America and ask them to replace your furnace, see what they say, you know? So all we're doing is putting people in a position they wanna be in anyway, and that nobody else will help them. So what I love about what I do now is it's a win-win situation. Nobody, you don't have to beat grandma up for equity and hope you make money when you flip her house, right? Um, And I get to help people um, and in quit my job whenever I don't ever have to work, you know, I get to hang out with guys like you instead of going to work every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so is this, is this, a, is this like wholesaling that you're doing or? Nope. See, wholesaling is a whole nother gig, right? So wholesaling seems sexy, right? It's all over the internet. Everyone guru in town is going to teach you how to wholesale. Hey, no risk. All you do is lock this property up under contract. You sell it to someone else and you get paid. It's amazing, right? Well, guess what? You're only as good as your next deal, JR. You know? Yeah. You're going to continue to wholesale for the rest of your life. And the wholesalers that disagree with me, if you're listing, why are you still working? Right. And the yeah. only way out of that business, JR, is to do enough deals to where you can hire somebody to replace you, right? That's the big pitch. You got to work yourself out of a job. You got to find a way to, well, guess what? When you're making the kind of money I'm making and you turn your business over to somebody else, you're going to take a significant hit. If you get the right person, you're going to have to pay them well. And if you don't pay them well, guess what happens to your bank account? They don't give a rip about your properties and your clients and you know what I mean? So you have to pay them well to take over your wholesaling business so that you can go to you know, Tahiti for a month or whatever you want to do. Um, and so you take a huge pay cut to do that. So you have to like really scale your business, amp it up, get that person in there and then hope you can relax, forget about it. It's not going to happen. So yeah, well, you definitely, yeah. yeah, you definitely piqued my interest on the way you got going on here because now I'm like, okay, you know, I, I'm, you're almost the bank for all these different things. But I'm like, how in the heck do you even you know, use someone else's money, move someone in there and okay, it's not wholesaling. So what the heck is this magic trick that you're doing? So we are going to be going to our next break here in a minute. Um, but I, uh, when we come back, I, I definitely want to pick your brain and you can share as much as you like to share, but 
Now I'm like, man, I need to hire Jason to show me how to do whatever he's doing. Because, JR, uh, I teach I, people I, all over the country to do it. I can teach you too. I know. I've been I've been wanting to dabble into real estate for a long time, but the the, the biggest fears that's been holding me back is everything you're hitting on right now. It's like yeah. I don't want to be the landlord and have to fix someone's toilet whenever they do it. I don't have to worry about tracking down people's rent money if they're if they're not going to pay it and and just getting that or having to fix someone if they want to do it because it's like, man, I don't want to take a family out of the house if they're not making payments. But it's a uh, all the fears that you're talking about, I'm like, man, this is why I never got into to real estate, but it's something that I've always wanted to get into because they're the you know, same estate, fears that everybody has, JR. They really are. They're hundred percent legitimate too. That's why they're they're legitimate fears, right? Because those things yeah. really happen. Yeah, no, it's so true. I thought you were only flipping houses too, because I knew for the longest time you and Leanne, your your wife, you guys would go like buy a house, live in it, and fix it all up. And we're like, man. This is like on HGTV. You guys, Leanne and her touch, the way she organized everything and then with the colors and pictures and furniture, like it just looks like art. And so well, you know, uh, the, it, the houses that we did that in that we lived in were just for fun. I mean, she actually did all the design work and all the ones we were flipping to, but our personal homes, we just kind of, you know, the one we're in now, she's pretty much renovated the whole thing and decorated. But the one before this, someone just knocked on our door and offered us like double what we had in it. So I was like, honey, we're out of here. You know, and the beauty of what I teach people, JR, I own a lot of houses. I stopped sharing how many because, you know, people uh, don't believe it or uh, it should be more, right? Um, sure. But the I can move into any house. I own them all. You know, yeah. they're all in my company name. So if I decide I want to move here, I move there. If I want to move to that house, I move to that house, right? If I want to live in a million-dollar house, which I don't anymore, um, or I want to live in a, you know, farm out in uh, Farmington, you know, with a hundred acres, I can do whatever I want. I, I can move. Well, we're going to come back after our break and I'm going to, I want to pick your brain a little bit more about how, how you're able to do this because now you, you piqued my interest more than what I even thought. It, I thought you were doing something totally different, but now, now I'm curious to learn more about this. So let's stay tuned. We'll come back. We'll pick Jason's brain on what he's doing and uh, hopefully inspire you guys to want to go out there and get into the real estate and think of it differently than what the typical average, you know, flipper, real estate investor, and all these other people are doing it. And uh, if you guys are going to learn from anyone, Jason is your guy. He has definitely made a lot of mistakes over the years, but he's had a lot of success over the years and he's been armed and equipped with a lot of great mentors and leaders that he's been able to learn and grow from. So stay tuned. We'll come back here shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Stuck in growth and need more time to serve your clients? Let JR Spear and his Creed Consulting team help. We offer a full done-for-you service, strategizing and building your program to scale fast. From video shoots to web design and automation, we've got you covered. Our expertise gives you more time to deliver the quality your clients deserve. Ready to build faster and serve better? Call us today at 314-221-9216 and let's kickstart your coaching program and build a quality of product your clients deserve and now back to the show welcome back jason thank you so much for being a guest on our show now you pick my interest and i uh i want you to give me your best stuff because i want to know everything what you're doing to buy all these houses hundreds of houses whatever you got on the market right now that uh you're able to do without using your own money and still create the financial freedom that you desire so i'm gonna i'm gonna let open up the floor to you and let you just kind of run and take it from here well, let me throw a couple nuggets out there for your guest and for you, right? So <clears throat> wealth comes from owning things that other people pay for, right? So um, 
one of the things that I say all the time about real estate businesses that seem sexy, like flipping houses, HGTV has made that so glamorous. And uh, it is fun, right? Like I love taking a turd and turning it into a diamond and, you know, making a profit, <laughs> right? Um, but it's certainly not going to create financial freedom, right? Can you make a lot of money doing it? Sure, you can. I made a lot of money uh, flipping houses. Um, but freedom is way more than money. You know, like I didn't know that I, I had to learn that the hard way, but, um, you know, freedom is about being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, and, you know, the key to that, as you know, is having a clear vision, right? So you can say no to things that even seem like they might be something you'd want to do, but if they're not part of your vision, it's really easy to say no. If you have no vision, if you're like me, you know, I have ADHD. So anytime I see an opportunity to make money, I'm there, I'm doing it. I know I'm going to win. I always win, you know? And yeah. so until I got my, my life focused, it was difficult. But anyway, the key here is owning things that other people pay for, right? <clears throat> and once those things are paid off free and clear, you have this amazing net worth. When I look at my net worth, uh, uh, JR, right now, it's pretty impressive. It's in the millions for sure. I'm a multimillionaire. Um, but when I, my assets are free and clear, it's staggering to me, it, you know, like I just never would have thought that uh, would ever happen to me. You know what I mean? Like it just wasn't, I didn't know what I know now. And uh, you mentioned, you know, one of my coaches, I have lots of coaches because my coaches have made me a millionaire, right? It wasn't, these aren't things I learned just on my own on accident. Um, I had an idea. I uh, started searching out that idea and then I found a professional to teach me how to do it. And so, uh, which is what we're going to get into now, right? Is buying houses with no money so that you can buy as many as you want, not using the bank, right? So here, yeah. here's how it goes in a nutshell. And don't forget, I teach everybody all across the country how to do this, man. And when they get my book, you know, they'll be able to do it on their own, right? But yeah. here, here's we'll, the- We'll drop a link. We'll drop a link of your book too in the show notes. Okay, cool. I don't know if I have a link yet, you know, I'll, uh, it's just it's Amazon, right? What's that? Amazon link. It's on no, Amazon, no, right? We pre-sold them before they're even done. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I know a great guy that can help you build your landing page to, to sell your books. Sounds like you. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, um, you know, for me, I had no idea how many people were waiting for me to write a book, you know? And so when I announced I was writing the book and I finished all, you know, the book, um, I, you know, threw a little thing out there on Facebook and it was like, how do we get this? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it overwhelmed me. It was really humbling for sure. But here's, here's the deal. Any, every single homeowner, okay. Is in one of three situations. Okay. The first one is they either, they own the home free and clear, right? So they don't have a bank loan. Okay. The second one is they have a bank loan, but they don't have any equity. Right. So they just bought it, maybe, or they did a VA loan. They didn't put any money down. And so they owe exactly what the house is worth. And the third situation is they uh, have a bank loan, but they have some equity. Let's say it's a $300,000 house and they've got $100,000 in equity. Right. So every single homeowner that's trying to sell their home is in one of those three situations. Okay. So all we have to do is solve, find out what that is and find out why they're trying to sell, right? Because you got to find out what the pain is, right? We bought another house. We can't afford two payments. Uh, we're downsizing, going through a divorce. There's all kinds of reasons why people have to sell, right? 
Um, so the two things that every one of my students must know, or I won't even help them, you know, put the deal together, not because I don't want to, but because I can't without this information, which situation are they in? One of the three, right? And why are they selling? If I have those two things, I can structure a deal that's a win-win for the seller and for me. So let's say they own it free and clear. You know what I'm going to ask them to do? Sell that house to me on owner financing. Well, why would they do that, JR? Because they're not going to bank loan. Because be, Well, no, I don't have to get a bank loan. But the reason if they own it free and clear, they have a $300,000 house. They could If they sell it, they're going to get a check. They're not going to get three hundred dollars because after closing costs and commissions and agent fees and all that stuff, they'll probably get like two seventy-five, dollars right? But they'll have two seventy-five dollars in cash. I'm not giving them any cash. So why would they sell to me? Let me tell you why. Because I know your brain's thinking. Because it's good to be the bank. If you understand how amortization schedules work, when we sign a note for a 30-year mortgage, do you know how much of our payment goes to principal to pay down the price of that home? Very little. The majority of our payment goes to interest, right? So let's say I make a payment to them of $2,000. Well, 1,800 of it is interest. They have to risk $200 to make $1,800. Is that cool or what? Right? So all we're teaching them to do is be the bank. And it is good to be the bank, right? Banks always win. That's another thing I learned in short sale business. Even when they, it looks like they're taking a loss on a short, they're not. The FDIC covers anything up to 250000 So uh, very rarely did the bank actually take any losses when they sold these houses at a discount, right? However, the Fed would come in and shut their bank down if they didn't do them right. So there is some, you know, that's a whole other story. <clears throat> but so someone who owns that house free and clear, I'm going to ask them to own or finance me. They said, if would you be willing to accept your equity and payments? Right now, if they said, yes, we don't need the money and we don't know what we're going to do with it when we get it anyway, then maybe I just said, would you be willing to accept your equity and payments? And if they say yes, guess what that is? An interest-free loan. I just mm. make a $2,000 payment to them every single month and 100% of it comes off the purchase price until I sell the house and I pay them off the rest. So I just got an interest-free loan because of the way I said it, Right. The way I said it is, would you be willing to accept your equity and payments? That's all I said. I didn't say I was going to pay them interest. Didn't say I was going to turn them in the bank. Now that's advanced stuff that beginners shouldn't do. However, um, <laughs> you can structure the note as a 30-year note, like we talked about a minute ago, where the majority of the payment that I make to them uh, is interest, right? Now, if the house is worth $300,000, i am going to try to buy it at two seventy-five. dollars I said, Here's what I tell everyone. If you list your house with a real estate agent, it's going to cost you about 10%, 6% commissions, 2% closing costs, title work, repairs, negotiation, whatever, 10%. So if your house is worth $300,000, you are going to walk away with $270,000. Um, and I'm willing to pay you $270,000 right now. You don't have to show the house to anybody. You and I will sign a contract. It'll be done today, right? So it's uh, that's that's how I what I do all with all the deals. I'm willing to make sure that the money that goes into your pocket is just as much as it would be if you listed with an agent and I can avoid all the hassles because I'm a buyer. I'm not an agent. I'm not charging you commissions. You get to save all that money or what I'm going to do is ask you to discount the price to me. Right. And so that's how I buy houses at a discount is I uh, take the real estate agents commissions, closing costs, all the headache out of the transaction, but the headache 
is worth something, right? And so I try to get as much as I can. But I can even do this deal and pay 100% fair market value, right? So they loan me $300,000, right? And I'm making a payment to them every single month. And then I sell it to somebody for, let's say, $310,000, right? So I created a $10,000 spread between what I paid for it, what they paid for it. I asked the tenant, you know, we call them tenant buyers, right? They're kind of buyers in training or whatever. And then I owner finance them and they're making a payment to me of $2,500 because my rate's higher than the rate that I'm paying the uh, original seller, okay? So that's how that deal would work. And that's how I create cash flow. I asked them for a 10% down payment. So they're gonna give me $30,000 in cash that I get to put in my pocket. Um, and I'm gonna be making $500 a month in cash flow. And guess what I don't have to do? Fix the toilet, right? Replace the furnace. Um, they take full responsibility for the house as the homeowner and I act as the bank. Okay, <clears throat> so that's a house that's free and clear. So let's say they have, own a home that uh, they have a mortgage on, and they, uh, but they don't have any equity. Um, so I buy that house subject to the existing financing. So I call the bank. I take over responsibility for the payments on that loan. I have them deed the house to me, and then they walk away and go buy their other house or whatever they're going to do. And I bought that house subject to the existing financing. So all I did was take responsibility for the payments on that loan. Okay. I didn't have to qualify for that loan. Uh, I didn't have to do anything. All I had to do is get the seller to agree to deed the house to me. Okay. Now there's one more, and this is the one where they have equity and a mortgage, right? So guess how I handle those? A combination of Home the first with two. equity. They, they have a mortgage yeah, and they have some equity. So this okay. is what's called a multi-mortgage deal. And the only, all it is is a combination of the first two. I'm going to ask them to own or finance me their equity, and I'm going to take over the mortgage that's on the house already. Okay. So that's how you buy houses simply. I mean, there's lots of different caveats, of course, but in a nutshell. You, you make it sound simple. And uh, <laughs> I definitely want to pick your brain a little bit more on that one. We do got to go to our last break here in a second, but sure. when we come back, I would love to uh, ask because because with the we only have a few minutes when we do come back, but I would like you to address a little bit more about like what is a like one quick tip about how you can find some of these deals, and then also how people can get in touch with you to learn uh, how to how to actually do these and start doing some real estate the way that you're talking about it. So stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back here in shortly. And now a word from our sponsors. Ready to elevate your coaching business and make a profound impact? Discover your roadmap in J.R. Spears' book, The Success Guide to Building Your Coaching Empire. Immerse in wisdom earned through years of successful coaching, presenting a strategic battle plan to navigate challenges and seize opportunities. Don't just survive, but thrive in your industry. Get your copy at www.jrspear.com today. Let this guide be your companion in your journey to a powerful coaching empire. Transform your business and make a bigger impact now. And now back to the show. You know, you, you talked about three different ways of being able to buy houses without your own money and talking about like people that own their home for free, uh, free and clear, people that have a loan with no equity and people that have a loan with equity and how you actually purchase it. But how do you find these type of deals? Here's the beauty. They're everywhere. Anybody that's selling their home for whatever reason is a potential opportunity. 
the last two years has been super tough because people list their house and people are paying more than asking price and so on. So you have to, you know, go through a lot of qualifying to get somebody to actually work with you. But those who are investor minded that see how these deal work, anyone that buys a, that I buy a house from is a partner with me, right? They're making money on an asset they no longer want, right? I'm allowing them, I'm doing all the work and I'm allowing them to uh, benefit from the work that I'm doing. So anybody that's investor minded. Now, the reason I say houses that are listed for sale um, are because they're pretty, right? They've already cleaned them up. They're ready for sale. I don't have to do anything to them, right? I don't have to go out and try to steal grandma's equity on a house that's, you know, hasn't been updated since the seventies and I have to gut and she thinks is beautiful and should be worth this much money or whatever. Right. Um, but here, here's what I do. So, uh, the, when I started my business, I got on the, um, uh, for sale by owner.com Zillow Craigslist, wherever people were listing houses, local papers. I would even, uh, you might be familiar with the thrifty nickel, um, <laughs> but I would even look in there because older people would advertise in there. Right. And I would just call yeah. people and call them and call them and call them. And when I first started this business, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I got hung up on a lot. Right. Um, but after I finally got someone to let me come look at their house and write an offer, I didn't get that house. He showed me the front door as soon as he figured out, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but it was, a, it was the beginning of me saying, maybe this will actually work, right? And then when I got somebody to sign the deed to me over to their house and to allow me to take over responsibility for their loan, by the way, so if I don't make a payment, it doesn't impact my credit, it impacts theirs, right? Think about that. Like I'm saying to myself, nobody in their right mind is going to do that. However, I hired a coach who had done millions of these, right? Not millions, maybe hundreds of thousands, but not millions. And he convinced me that people would. And he showed me every week that he was doing it, right? So this is the power of having a, a coach in whatever you're doing, right? Nobody, we weren't designed to do life on ourselves. You know that by ourselves, you know that, right? We have yeah. to do life with people. And I want to do life with people that can help me get where I want to be, that have already been where I want to be and uh, continue to grow. So these, this is what I did, right? So I'm calling these people and people are hanging up on me and it was terrible. And I'm sitting in my office and I'm thinking, this is never going to work and blah, blah, blah. Had I not had someone encouraging me. And here's the other key. At the time I was broke. I'll have to tell you that story later too. But when I sold my uh, uh, flipping business and I went back to work for my father's custom home building company to help them because they were on the verge of bankruptcy, um, the people I hired to take over my business, remember, work yourself out of your business, replace yeah. yourself talk that you've heard a million times. I did that and they ripped me off and pretty much bankrupt me. So I just start all over, which is great. I love doing that. Um, when you got nothing to lose, it's super easy to, you know, to move forward. But <clears throat> so any house that's out there and you just talk to you just start calling people, start talking to them. We make money on the phone is what I tell all my students. You if you're afraid to make phone calls, if you're afraid to fail, if you're afraid to get hung up on and cussed out on, this ain't going to work for you because it, you have to go through what I call uh, PU, right? Persecution University. You have to earn your stripes uh, to some degree when it comes to talking to sellers because that's how we make money is talking to people. And I don't care if you know what you're doing or not. Get on the phone and fake it until you make it because when you do, it's a game changer. So the houses are everywhere. 
right? Now, here's what I've done. I've built software. Uh, I actually was using software that one of my coaches developed. And then he went out and made a movie and his software started to fall apart and not work very well. And um, so out of desperation, one of my students is like, hey, my best friend's a computer programmer. He could probably build us something. So I met with that guy and he said, okay, what do I got to build? to make you get rid of that other system. And I told him and he built it in like two weeks. I was like, unbelievable. So now all I have to do is throw these phone numbers into, it's called Lead Machine Pro. Uh, People can check it out at leadmachinepro.com. And uh, I throw phone numbers and addresses into this machine and it communicates with the sellers for me. And so I only talk to the ones that want to work with me, you know, so. I love that. Well, yeah. Jason, we, we only have about one more minute before they're going to cut us off in the show. And oh. what is the best place for them to actually get in touch with you who are interested and in wanting to start their real estate business and learn more from your expertise? Well, you can go to uh, dealswithjason.com and you can uh, buy my course right there. It's uh, super simple. It has everything you need to do this business. Um, I go through, I think it's 11 different different modules on what it takes to get the deals done and uh, paperwork that you need, contracts that you need to have signed. And uh, it's basically a, what I call a business in a box. So dealswithjason.com is a great place to start. Um, and uh, we have, if, if you decide to join the coaching business, right, the, it's uh, I've got a monthly fee to that, but there's two live calls that we do a week. Uh, one is uh, questions and answers. The other one is students and bringing deals uh, to me and some of my other students and we're helping them negotiate those deals and tell them exactly how to structure them. So super informative. And uh, I think we're getting ready to start a Facebook group to where everyone can talk to each other, you know, other students talking to each other when I'm not available or we're not on a call. So those are the things that, um, that we're doing. So dealswithjason.com is where I would start. Thank you for listening to the daily Creed podcast show with J.R. Spears. And you can also find him on Instagram at jr.spear.